all know the joy, confidence, and community that roller skating can bring us. Today, I'm speaking with an organization that has taken that movement one step further. Okay, Maggie, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited. I saw the scholarship on Instagram, and I just found it really, really interesting. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you today and learn all about that. If you can tell me, what is the mission of the skate scholarship? So the skate scholarship is uh, an initiative to make roller skating more accessible. Um, And we do this in lots of different ways. but one of the ways is that we try and remove the barrier of cost. So we are recognizing that roller skating is a really expensive hobby, um, especially if you are a parent or guardian and you have young people who've seen skating on TikTok or they've seen them somewhere. Um, it's just a very expensive hobby to get into, especially when young people are growing still because you have to like change sizes all the time. And um, in the UK, where we are in Leeds, the weather is terrible. (laughs) So the kind of nice outdoor Californian skating that we see, we don't really get to skate outside. So um, that often in the winter and in the autumn. So that's another cost barrier. So we are trying to remove uh, barriers um, that will make the sport more accessible to people. Oh, that's so amazing. And yeah, that's definitely um, one thing I've noticed as well. I mean, it's certainly, you can buy just about anything and strap them on your feet and go. But I mean, even that, it still can be quite costly. And do you guys have shops in your area or is it mostly like an online ordering system? I know where I live, we actually don't have any shops close. The closest shop is about seven hour drive so it's usually just an online thing as well so people don't really get the opportunity to even try stuff on before they just commit yeah so um there are there is a shop in leeds um and um we also work together with a shop called be good skates which is an online shop but we often organize pop-up shops um at events so that people do get the opportunity to try skates on and to have a yeah have a go really um so that is one thing um but what we recognize is that often the skate shops they sell very good brands uh, which is really important obviously um but the barrier of selling really good brands like um makes it also more expensive um because the brands are handmade and they're really high quality and i'm not saying that they are too expensive but they can be too much of an investment for families um in leeds which has a quite a high level of deprivation mm-hmm. um so yeah we try what we try and do is kind of bring skates to certain events where families can try it on and then we can um source the right skates for them oh amazing and so beyond so that's fantastic that's your mission and how does one go about acquiring or how how are you giving out the scholarships and what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) there is um there's a bit of a different 
kind of different tiers, as it were. So we have one way, which is, uh, it's not the full scholarship, it's our refurbished skate scheme. So together we've partnered up with the local skate park here in Leeds, and we collect old equipment and we refurbish it. And we give those skates out to families that we meet through our projects, um, it's quite a low barrier to get those skates. Um, someone might tell me, oh, my neighbour would love to try skating, but they can't get to skates X, Y, or Z. So then we say, okay, we've got some refurbished skates they could try, and when they grow out of them, if they can give them back, then it kind of is like a cycle of like recycling um, skates in that way. So that's one way. Um, then we also have a referral scheme so people can refer people to the full scholarship and why that is a little bit different is because the full scholarship is that we basically kit out someone with brand new skates uh, brand new helmet pads and we also give them access to coaching um, one to one coaching and they then when they graduate uh, from their one-to-one -one coaching sessions, they get um, half price to the skate park so they can get to the skate park at a much more affordable rate and we kind of continue to give them opportunities. So that is a big package, oh, a package that sounds very corporate, <laughs> um, but that is kind of a slightly different offer because we really go on a journey with that young person and their family or caregivers. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we go through a referral system with them. We've got a secure referral system that we ask the uh, parents or the guardians uh, a couple of questions about why they're referring their young person and um, we have thought very long and hard about means testing so um, about whether we're kind of asking people about um, any of their kind of like income or anything like that and that felt quite inappropriate but um, one thing we do um, asking the referral is whether the young person could access roller skating without our help mm -hmm. um, or if they receive anything like free school meals um, which is a kind of a thing in the UK if you're kind of in a certain income level you get free school meals um, but it's not the end all of why we would give someone the full scholarship like we have young people that come through us for different reasons some young people it's because of their mental well-being and they might be able to afford skates but they can't re they they can't get to skate because they need that one-to-one -one support from a coach mm -hmm. um so it, it's a little bit different so the referral process for the scholarship is a little bit more complex and we only um, grant about 10 scholarships a year because it's quite an intensive process and we want people to get a really good one-to-one -one bespoke experience um, and we want to be able to support them and their families so I don't know if that answered your question but <laughs> yeah absolutely no that's beautiful it's so multifaceted too and and it seems like you have developed a way of seeing you know all the different needs to meet your mission and are are finding ways to 
conquer those. That's that's amazing. And it is such a huge feat to fully kit someone out. And you're like, oh, we don't give away many, just like 10 a year. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of equipment. <laughs> that's huge on your part. And that's huge for the recipients too, I'm sure. So that's fantastic. Oh, that's that's just so amazing. And that makes me really excited and uh, happy for you guys. <laughs> And what is the, what would the age be? Are, is this an under 18 program or is there an age limit? Um, so for the scholarship, it's age 10 to 25. Um, but we work with young people kind of from starting age three. So we run free skate sessions in a park in the summer and um, we we, we got three-year-olds on skates. So I think we kind of work from about three up until age 10 before they can qualify for a school scholarship. And then we work from 10 up until age 25. Uh, so that's like kind of age, the age group uh, that we would work with. Um, but with the refurbished skates, what we sometimes do is sometimes we get a parent with a young person and um, they come, they turn up at the park and they're like, oh, what is this? What are you doing? This <laughs> looks amazing. And um, we work, some of those parents come back for, they've been coming for like 10 weeks. And then we say, okay, you still look, don't have your own skates. Let's give mum and um their young person a pair of ska- refurbished skates um and that's been really lovely as well so we we're age limiting it for the scholarship before all of the other work we're much more flexible sorry <laughs> my brain is like envisioning everything that you're doing and i just think like that's just so so cool so no <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you yeah So what was the inspiration behind the organization? Um, I think there's like a lot of layers to it. Um, I think it sparked from the idea that my friend, um, Helen, she set up um, a skates shop um, called Be Good Skates, which kind of had the initiative of... um, trying to be a skate shop and do good things so and you can use different discount codes at the shop and that matches um to a charity so you can get five percent off and that five percent we then donate to a certain charity so there's like different things that she set up and um that really inspired me that she set up this kind of skate business that was meant to do good things and make skating accessible um, and then we started to run these skate sessions in the park in collaboration with the skate park, which was in a just on a flat ground park um, in uh, Beeston, which is an area of Leeds. And we just saw so many people who had never even heard of skating before come to skate with us, and um, they they loved it. And we recognised that some people weren't able to buy and afford skates. So then we started the scholarship quite small and just kind of did it as an arm of Be Good Skates. Um, And I just kind of ran it. But then we started to recognise that actually there's quite a lot into the scholarship. And it's since then, it's become um, an 
independent, not-for-profit uh, company, uh, which is really exciting because it kind of was operating as an arm of Be Good Skates, um, and I was kind of just helping my friend in, in doing it. Uh, but then we realised that we got quite a lot of interest, we got quite a lot of referrals, and it started to grow quite a lot. So we were like, okay, there's there's something in here. And then we started to develop the idea. And secondly, I think um, I, I saw that over the pandemic, I think everybody's seen that, how much roller skating went into some sort of boom. Yes. Um, and everybody wants to skate. And loads of young people wanted to learn how to skate, which was fantastic. But we just recognised that the skates are so expensive and high-quality equipment is so expensive, the sport is so expensive. And um, I I always hope that one day we can have roller skating in the Olympics. And it's definitely not going to be me. I'm too old now. <laughs> and I'm not brave enough. <laughs> I think some of the top people are going to be in the higher age category for sure. But I, but with that said, I've seen so many kids booming now and just like doing crazy things too. That would be so exciting as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just think like, I was just like, okay, we just need to get these kids like that might not be able to go to an expensive shop and buy some skates or um that they might be the most talented skater around right yeah yeah um and that's kind of i think with like football or with other sports they have their own barriers but you can kind of go out with a football and kind of kick on a wet grass like you can do that but it's quad skating you need the equipment you need you need the space to do it like it's so much many many more barriers so Mm -hmm. we've just inspired us to say okay if we want future olympians for this sport we need to make it more accessible (laughs) absolutely well that's really exciting uh you had mentioned that you have like three-year-olds on skates and i think that's so cool it gave me a little flashback to my i think one of my only childhood uh birthday parties I have on film is a is my third birthday and my mom got me like those plastic Fisher Price roller skates (laughs) and I really want to find it so that I can like record that clip of that experience because I don't think I ever roller skated till I was like 20 after that (laughs) you know I rollerbladed (laughs) but like not skated and I'm like man had I just stuck with it because I started gymnastics around three, right? And by the time you're 12, like you're getting groomed if you're in that competitive state, like you're getting groomed to get ready for to go to the Olympics, right? So yeah, I think yeah. that's that's fantastic that you guys are able to uh, pull this together and make it really accessible. And yeah, who knows what child prodigies are going to come out of Leeds skating now. <laughs> I know, I know, and I, I do have, to, I do have to say, like, obviously, like, it's not about talent. Like, this, the, the scheme is not about talent. It's ma- mainly about like well-being. Um, like, you know, we, I know that we're, we have loads of kids, and I, we don't, we don't assess kids on for the scholarship. But like, oh, they're, they're like going to be like a prodigy or anything Absolutely. like that. We kind of, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I just we got, we got a little excited and we went on a tangent. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, no, the that's that's fantastic. And we, you know, everybody in the roller skating community certainly knows uh, or seems to know or seems to have some mental well-being, uh, mental health, wellness story uh, come out of it. And I think it really does just help assist people in feeling good and building confidence and having fun and, you know, finding a community that maybe they didn't have before because it's just it's so magical like that like it's it's fantastic and I've played many other sports and I've been you know I've done many other things and you still have like the team camaraderie type part of it but roller skating has just been so so different and um, I think that's fantastic that you are building something to share that and making it as accessible to po- as possible to as many people as possible. Yeah, for sure. You summed it up very well. Much better than I, I, did. I just rambled. No, it's all good. When I get really excited about things that I'm involved with, I will just go on and on and on and on and on because there's so many levels to it and you're so... Uh, connected and so close with it that you know every little minor detail and you're like you need to know you everybody needs to know all of this like it's it's a big thing it's a big thing to put on something (laughs) even if you're providing something free to somebody like the the people behind the scenes the people putting it together nonprofits, you know they're not making money but it takes a heck of a lot of work uh, to make that happen and uh, that is something to be admired as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so how? what is your personal skating story? Uh, so my skate story is really um, that I, I lived in Amsterdam um, during quite a bad um, breakup. And um, I was really looking for something that I was like, I really need to do something. I just need to kind of get out of my own head and just do something different and start a new sport. But Amsterdam is really, really busy with all the clubs. So I tried to play hockey because I used to play hockey. I tried to join a sewing club. It was full. Um, I tried to do ballet because I was like, I've always really wanted to try ballet. Let's try ballet. It was full. And I was on the dance website and um, to book like a course out of like (laughs) quite desperation, really. Mm -hmm. And um, it said roller dance. And I was like, you know what? If something is going to get my mind of all of this, it's going to be putting like wheels on my feet. And I was about 24, I think. So I was not like a child learned how to skate. I learned as an adult. And I went to this roller dance class um, that was run by Skate Dance Amsterdam. And I just never really looked back. Um, I just took bought some 30 euro skates of, um, like we got something called Marketplace in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought some 30 euro skates and I went every day around the parks in Amsterdam on the bike lanes um I learned how to roller dance um and it just completely got my mind of it and I wasn't very good at it when I started at all (laughs) I um had no background in it I've never done anything like that um I, I I fell a lot I wasn't talented or anything like that but it, it just 
gave me something to really really focus on and um yeah it I didn't immediately I know a lot of people found this massive sense of community and I don't found I didn't find that immediately I think because I probably wasn't open to it at that point I just needed to get something to do an activity that was active so when I moved back to the UK um I found that community of skaters, which was really lovely. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of my journey with it. It was complete, like, random that this class had still two places on that I started to skate. Um, yeah, and I've tried every type of skating as well. I've tried roller derby, I tried uh, dance skating, I tried ramp skating, but I mainly do dance and ramps now. Um, I don't do anything like a, a sport like roller derby or anything like that <laughs> oh that's just have fun <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and that's that's a good point too like uh we do talk about the roller derby community a lot and i think it does stem or sorry like the roller skate community from probably from roller derby first and foremost like that's usually where you're getting an accumulative like group of skaters and that community from like you said I think it's it it's dependent on where you live too I think if you live somewhere that's consistently warm and dry and there's more opportunities for people to like always be out and always be skating that you're gonna potentially see more people than you would in areas like we live that have you know the three four seasons um that can be quite inaccessible outside um for most of the year too because even though our community here where i live is is growing and growing it all quite often still go to the park and really be the only roller skater there too so yeah well yeah yeah i think it still happens even though it's a lot more rare now isn't it that that is always going to be one or two now at least in leeds there is if you go to the skate park but there are still moments that people go i have not seen those since the 70s <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're like yeah no they they they're around a lot now <laughs> yeah there's a lot of us actually <laughs> would you like to join <laughs> that's that's always my follow-up question do you have you you want to try and skate <laughs> always yeah, exactly. always trying to build the community <laughs> yes great yeah for sure so can you tell us do, do you have or can you tell us what is your most successful skate scholarship story Yes, um, think of, I'll think of one. Mm -hmm. um, um, I think we have a young person who specifically made a massive transformation by skating, not in her skating, just her skating, but in her kind of social engagement with people and her becoming a real asset and... Um, like a person of connection in the skate park she's become part of that skate community in the skate park uh, and that's amazing and um she's just constantly developing new skills um but i think there's so many little success stories that are just with how people got referred to us and um how 
young people kind of make that journey from being in quite difficult situations at times and that they have you know neighbors or other people supporting them on their skate journey uh, because their main carers might not be able to do that and I think that's those stories are really really and also they just blow my mind of people who aren't skaters who are supporting young people in skating mm-hmm. that is that's amazing um and the park role that we run with be good skates and with the skate park um in the park we started with about six of us just a local family me and len uh, on this on like a, a kind of like a tennis court type space uh, or i think it's a basketball court um and we we were just there and about six weeks later we have about 50 families that, that, that come and skate with us and oh, they wow. use free equipment and i think that's like a big success story in numbers that's amazing mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think there are all these little individual stories and journeys that people go on that are amazing. Perfect. Yeah, um, I, I, I imagined yeah. <laughs> I imagined with the type of work and, and organization that it is that, I mean, everything must feel like a success, really, at the end of the day, which is which is a beautiful thing. I mean, that's that's amazing if you guys can be constantly achieving something for someone um opening new doors for them like that just makes me so happy yeah definitely (laughs) makes me happy to hear no that's fantastic um so and so how many people are involved in running the organization um so at the moment just three of us who kind of officially are the directors of the company um, and I would say I'm kind of managing the day-to-day running of it. Uh, but then Len, because of her connection to the skate park and Be Good Skates, she's kind of a, a key player as well. Um, so, but then we have quite a lot of volunteers and people that help out and people that support it. Um, and, um yeah, there's there's lots of different supporters. We're largely crowdfunded, so I kind of want to recognize those people as well. You know, like they're just they believe in this concept and they believe in this idea, and they want to see young people on skates and learning how to skate, which is amazing. Uh, but yeah, the actual running of it is uh, mainly me, um, who does the kind of day to day running of it and goes through the referrals. But we always have three of us to make sure that there's always safeguarding in place so we're always safeguarding young people and um yeah making sure that everything is kind of done properly so is this a full-time job for you uh it isn't i think i think it could be yes it it, it is but it's you have another you may have another job but you're not (laughs) nine to five every day on this no, so okay. I I work uh, full time in another job, um, but I work in creative engagement. Um, so it's it, it kind of feels all the same, like similar kind of outcomes that we're trying to achieve. Um, but um, yeah, and then I'm supported by the I do some one to one coaching for the skate park, uh, which is another kind of way 
to keep income into the scholarship. So if I, I, if I coach one-to-one, um, the money that I earn through that goes into the scholarship. So it's more the scholarship does that to kind of generate more income, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh, that's great. It's, it's a big, it's a big ask, right? It's a big thing to take on, but you can, you can tell you have the passion to do it. And I think ultimately that's really what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot of your free time. Like I think I, I probably would say I work six days a week, probably six and a half days a week because you're just always working, mm-hmm. um, on different projects and different things, but it's just feels so it, it's so much fun. And yeah, as you say, if you're passionate about it, it just feels like the right thing to do. And I've really enjoyed doing it as a kind of voluntary mission if that makes sense um just something to do alongside my job which is different and it brings something to my hobby I get to skate all the time (laughs) that's great (laughs) so yeah absolutely and when did the when did the scholarship start uh so we uh we started probably it's not quite a year old so probably about april last year um and we've become a official kind of registered non non-profit company uh, in december last year so oh, a wow. few months ago and you guys have grown it it seems like it's it's just really naturally blossomed and, and grown quite quickly for you and that's really exciting that so many people are intrigued and hearing about it and passing on the information um, that it's kind of boomed your roller skate community around the area. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think the main, I think the main difference is I think with roller skating, there is a big kind of social media side of, of quads, of quad skating. And I think a lot of the work that we do we can't post about because it's obviously we're safeguarding people and we're we're working with some quite vulnerable people yes so we need to make sure so we can't post about everything we're doing on a day-to-day basis and we can't like share as much as we can but for some reason even though we don't we have a social media presence but we don't really that's not our main way of like interacting with people if that makes sense and um yeah for some reason we've had loads of really amazing support like moxie centers um i think like it was like 30 pairs of socks and to give to the kids and you know we've got different brands like um actually it was jnr who's the distributor uh, of moxie skates in the uk they've donated a load of skates that have been kind of sent back because of minor faults to us to uh, run the scholarship and so people are hearing about it and are kind of getting in touch without us kind of really blasting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really exciting. And that's like, oh, wow, people are actually like, get what we do. That's amazing. <laughs> that's excellent. And speaking of Moxie, you guys also just recently had a auction for some jackboots. Can you tell me about that? Oh, yes, that was <laughs> that, that was fun. Um, so we got an anonymous donation uh, from someone who gave us their boots, their jack boots, um, without a plate or anything. And they donated it. And we were very 
we were a bit unsure what to do with them because they were, I think, size five. And I thought, you know, I can give these to a 12-year-old. And then um, in, like, a few months, they're going to be growing out of them. Might be. So that that felt like quite... We were not sure if that was the right route for them. And also, we thought if we auctioned them, we could get three full scholarships um, for three young people, or we can get one per one person a pair of jack boots. Mm-hmm. So we decided to auction them, and we kind of did them all up um, with um, like a new play, uh, toe stops, wheels, and uh, that were also donated. And um, we sold them for auctioned them for three hundred and ninety pounds. Um, which is amazing, which now can afford some more scholarships. So we can get three kids on skates rather than one kid some jackboots. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was really um, quite an exciting thing. And the person who donated them as well, we kept a really open dialogue with them because you don't want someone to donate something and go, oh, I really wanted to see a young person on these skates, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I did have like an open dialogue and said, listen we we were thinking about auctioning them how did you feel about that and they were really supportive and really excited about that so um yeah i think it's just about with any donations that we get some people would really love to see some young people using the equipment because you're kind of i get it like if you give something you'd love to see that it ends up in the right place uh, but we can't always do that because obviously some some young people we can't share on social media or you know they have to stay anonymous or whatever mm-hmm. so we can't always do that so um it's also having an open dialogue with people who are donating stuff to us like is this okay for you is do you feel comfortable with this Oh, that's, that's fantastic. And I think that was a brilliant idea to auction them off. And like you said, then you turn one pair of donated skates into potentially, you know, three, four new skaters getting equipment. Yes, yes, yes. That's, uh, that's, that's what we hope to do with that money. Definitely. Fantastic. All right. So what are some of the future goals for the skate scholarship? Um, so I think the future goal is that we are going to make this sustainable. So um, we are recognising that we need um, some more sources of funding and some more sources of income. Um, so I think this was an idea we were going to try for a year and we were going to see how it goes. But we're already at the point now that we're like, OK, we could do this another year and another year and another year. <laughs> so we the goal is now to keep doing it and uh, keep creating opportunities Um, one thing i'm really excited about is that we are hopefully going to work with the skate park who are a charity and they are also a alternative education provider and hopefully work with them in creating pathways for young people to learn how to coach um so that some young people, not all young people, but some young people that we work with um, might have left education for whatever reason and a formal school or university or college is not the way that they 
thrive which is totally fine like i think that's a massive massive issue on its own oh yes so creating like pathways to learn a different skill like a bit like an apprenticeship um to develop as a young person um and maybe turning into like a coach uh, of quad skating um i think that's our next main step that we're um that we're working on establishing that so those kind of pathways for young people to develop professionally as well that's amazing and very seems very attainable and very um seems to go along fit nicely and and work in perfectly to exactly what you have already started to build so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys continue to blossom and continue to expand what you're doing and hopefully encourage others around the world to do so yeah yeah we've had some like messages from people across the world who's like oh we would love to set something up like this or we'd love to do something like this or in other cities and I think at the end of the day that's great like um yeah it's not about being protective over an idea or being territorial about it or anything like that it's it's just great that other people want to try and do similar initiatives that suit their city because I think that's that's what we've done is that it's really adapted at the moment to Leeds because our connections with different organizations and the people and and the weather so it (laughs) might work completely differently in California you know um or in Canada or anywhere else really um and I think that's that's kind of the main thing that it, it it needs to adapt it needs to serve the community so it will constantly change a little bit what we do because we need to listen to what the community needs at that time yeah yeah absolutely and actually even just talking to you about this whole program and learning more and more about it um you know unknowingly I've been sort of doing not exactly what you're doing but I've been along the lines of thinking that way uh here in my own community and we have a really great youth center downtown and I've just collected as many extra skates from people as I possibly could I think I have like 20 pairs of skates right now um amazing yeah so And I've been able to take those skates and take them down to the youth center and teach people or, you know, we have our little Facebook communities and stuff too for people who are looking to learn and, uh, and I'm able to provide them with a set of skates and, and some safety gear and stuff. Actually, I just got, went to a clothing swap with my girlfriends and they had, somebody had like three helmets and I was like, I'll take them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of great. I feel like there are possibly people who are unconsciously doing things similar to, you know, try and build their community, but also give back to those in the community or help set people up who may not otherwise have the opportunity. Um, So that's fantastic that you have already built something that seems to be flourishing and established that potentially people could reach out to you and, and pick your brain on, you know, how can I take this one step further? How can I make this initiative something more impactful? Um, and if they were to do that, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? 
so either drop me an email. Um, it's info at theskatescholarship.com um, or go to our website, which is theskatescholarship.com mm-hmm. uh, or follow us on Instagram uh, and drop me a message. Um, and I think, as you say, there's so many other ways that you can make this sport more accessible we've got some amazing kind of community leaders here in leeds who run a skate session in a sports hall and um there's different there's different ones now there's like all over leeds and it's three pounds as an adult and one pound for a child to come and skate for a couple of hours so there's so many other things that you can do to make your sport more accessible um, which is little initiatives like that, just make creating accessible, affordable spaces. Um, but yeah, if people want to get in touch, they can drop me an email or a message on Instagram um, and I can see if I can help. <laughs> Perfect. And I will make sure to link all of your contact details in the description of this podcast. So anybody listening who does want to connect can absolutely reach out. Um, and lastly, how can people help support the skate scholarship. So if somebody's listening and they're thinking they're just beaming with light, uh, feeling like I want to help these people out, uh, what are the best ways you guys are looking for um, donations? Uh, so we have a in our um, bio on Instagram and on our website, we have a link to a, a GoFundMe, which is kind of a rolling GoFundMe where people can donate um, and um, people can just donate like a couple of pounds, whatever, whatever they can donate at that time. We also, in partnership with Be Good Skates, we sell a T-shirt that has been designed by a nine-year-old skater, (laughs) which is very, very cute. And we also have tote bags um, uh, of that design. It's got like a little bear with roller skates on it. When I first saw the design, I thought an adult drew it. It was so cool. I have Um, seen it. It is really cool. Um, So people can buy that. Yeah. Um, or if you're in the UK, like it's a bit hard to send anything from kind of like Europe or outside of the UK um, because of customs and everything. Um, but if you're in the UK, you can um, people post posters equipment. Um, what I'm really kind of in need for at the moment, which sounds really boring, but I need bearings and uh, nuts for on to lock the wheels on um and the nuts that go with a toe stop because i'm getting a lot of wheels with no bearings or nuts and i'm getting a lot of toe stops without the nuts that come um with it so that's something that we're looking for at the moment but anything helps even a share of our instagram page or have a look on our website anything helps literally anything Perfect. Well, yeah, like I said, I'll have all the contact details and people who have something or can contribute in some sort of way uh, can absolutely connect with you and do so. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Yeah, well, I've got three final wrap up questions for you if you have a couple more moments. Yeah, sure. Okay, perfect. So here we go. Um, What advice would you give to new skaters? bend your knees <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
don't try and not compare yourself to anyone else. Um, everybody's journey is individual. Um, and try and learn from anyone, like as many people. You can learn something from someone who's started after you. You can learn something from someone who's been skating for 40 years. There's so many different skills you can learn from each and every skater on every part of their journey. So, yeah that's what I would say (laughs) perfect and how do you see roller skating growing I know it has grown a lot but you know where would you like to see it go or where do you think it's going um so I think it's growing from kind of like a subculture to really being in the mainstream media which is amazing um where i would love to see it go is that um we have more accessible skate spaces which could be in the form of rinks or skate parks um pop up all over the place because then i still people have to drive really really far to get to places uh to skate and i genuinely think that you know with all the world work that community and balls have been doing and that roller skating will be in the olympics at one point yeah i think it will i think it's going to be in the olympics and probably when i'm like in 20 years you know when i'm like 50 but it doesn't matter yeah like i think it's gonna go in the olympics totally we need we need the paper pushers who are listening to this to get on that and start doing what needs to be done to get it in the olympics yeah for for sure for sure and i think as a because a community that grows that that quickly i think just recognizing its history that it's got and kind of um celebrating the history of skating and where it's come from and um yeah the kind of diverse and rich history that it's got that that kind of gets celebrated um not just in our kind of subculture but also what we see in mainstream media that we kind of see uh, skate is represented that have been skating for 40 50 years and have been trying to make this sport uh, what it is today so yeah Great. that's why i hope Many yeah hopes. absolutely <laughs> absolutely all right final question uh what is something you have got out of roller skating that maybe you didn't expect um well, yeah, this this little business, <laughs> this little uh, non-for-profit company. Uh, but my main thing is that some of my closest friends that I've got, uh, that I've made as an adult, um, are skaters. And um, I think that the pandemic has brought me together with um, a few skaters and they've just been my rock in anything related to life not nothing sometimes we don't skate together at all for months but they've become amazing kind of friends and uh, like a big support network um which i think is you know i'm an uh, i'm an immigrant in, in a way like i i live in leeds um but i'm from holland and so creating like your own little family in a city that you move to is always really important when you move or when you go anywhere new and skaters have become such a vital part of creating that kind of like family-like unit or support network in a new city for me so um 
apart from like the fun I have from skating, I think it's really given me much more than just a sport. Mm-hmm. That's great. I too uh, feel similarly like I found, I, I don't, I'm not from the town I live in and I was having trouble finding like my people and, uh, you know, I did have friends and, and I have a relationship and et cetera, et cetera. But when I found roller derby, like something just clicked with the that group of people. And I was like, oh, here you are. Like, where have you all been? <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. And yes, creating yeah. lifelong friends from there and uh, a support system for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's just a very kind of, yeah, it's, it's just such a community and i think you know every every community has its kind of different different wings you know but even like i don't play roller derby but i have such good connections with the roller derby team here in leeds because they're just also skaters Mm -hmm. so i just have such a they're such you know they know i don't do roller derby i tried it's not for me (laughs) that's my thing yeah um but they are like in the pandemic. I taught a roller dance class for them over Zoom. You know, like uh, there's there's just they're even supportive. It doesn't matter what type of skating you do. Like it brings people all the different communities in skating kind of come together, which is so nice. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, Maggie, thank you so so much for taking the time uh, to talk to me and let me know all about the skate scholarship. I really admire what you guys are doing, and I've was really excited this whole podcast just kind of having these like heart eyes of everything you were telling me um what you're doing is very inspiring it is it is so you know about what it's it's fantastic to see somebody taking their passion and really using it to give it to give back and like you said um a lot is has come over this pandemic on social media about all these great skaters with skills and and you know all the cool things they can do and and people around the world but there is a a finer basis of roller skating and and people achieving uh well-being from it and you know you said maybe you can't be as visible with those types of stories but it's just been really inspiring to hear about it and to hear what you're doing and to hear of the possibilities that uh, of where else we can take um, this sport and how else we can make an impact for people all over the world. Oh, thank you so much. That's such a nice, uh, nice lot. It's been so nice to chat to you. Yeah, you as well. All right. Well, we uh, will, like I said, we'll link all of your information down below so anybody can get a hold of you guys and learn more about the scholarship as well cool thank you obsessions of a roller skater is recorded on the syntax and hutanaha territories we skate on their land and for that we thank you